All right, hockey fans, listen up because we've got something special cooked up for playoff season. It's called the Daily Faceoff Playoff Parlay Challenge, and it's going to add some serious spice to your playoff experience. Now, here's the deal every playoff game, you're going to be faced with a handful of questions. It's like your own personal playoff puzzle, and it's free to join. And there are prizes because who doesn't love winning stuff? Daily winners, you're getting hooked up with gift cards. Treat yourself to some nation gear or maybe even your favorite jersey. And for the big dogs, the people who can win an entire round, it's straight, cold, hard cash. We're talking about real dough for your hockey knowledge. So lace up those skates, stretch those thumbs, and get ready to show off your hockey IQ in the daily face-off playoff parlay challenge. Sign up today and play every game day at games.dailyfaceoff.com and prove your puck prowess. Millions of people have lost weight with personalized plans from Noom, like Evan, who can't stand salads and still lost 50 pounds. Salads generally for most people are the easy button, right? For me, that wasn't an option. I never really was a salad guy. That's just not who I am. But Noom worked for me. Get your personalized plan today at Noom.com. Real Noom user compensated to provide their story. In four weeks, the typical Noom user can expect to lose one to two pounds per week. Individual results may vary. Everyone knows therapy is great for solving problems, but getting therapy has its own problems too, like finding the right therapist, fitting into their schedule, and of course, the cost. Well, BetterHelp can solve those problems. It's totally online and built around your schedule. It's surprisingly affordable too. Connect with a credentialed therapist by phone, video, or online chat, all from the comfort of your home. Visit BetterHelp.com to learn more and save 10% on your first month. That's BetterHelp, H-E-L-P. You're tuned in to Oilers Nation every day with Tyler Uramchuk, live every weekday on the Nation Network YouTube. Trying to find McDavid, he does, going to the net. Couldn't get the shot away, he still has it. Wrap around backhand attempt, he still has it. He shoots, he scores! We get to do it all again. We spent weeks speculating. Could it be Seattle? Could it be Vegas? Could it be Winnipeg? It was always going to be LA. Edmonton, Los Angeles, game one of the Stanley, or came round one of the Stanley Cup playoffs. Break it all day. It is a roundtable edition of Oilers Nation every day. Myself, Liam, Zach, Bag Milk, chilling behind the camera. Uh, we are ready to go. We're going to preview this series. Get ready for game one on Monday. Welcome into Oilers Nation every day. Live from the Sports Closet studio, our pal Tom Gazzola confirming last night our fears did not come true. Oh. The Oilers are rocking the Royal Blues in the playoffs. And you can get geared up with your own by heading to Sports Closet, one of their three locations, or sportscloset.ca. I was in there chatting with them a couple weeks ago, and they were like, hey, if it's the Royal Blues, those things are going to fly off the shelves. People are going to be gearing up. You should do sportscloset.ca. We're live on the Oilers Nation where Rusty has the first comment. Yes, the reckless optimist. Even when this 
theory or season was at its lowest valley. Rusty did not care. Always optimistic. And he says, bring on the Kings. This playoff run is going to be cool. And he throws in an emphatic, let's go Oilers. Uh, let's just start with kind of what went down last night on the maybe AMA travel out of town scoreboard. Everything kind of broke the way we expected and it resulted in Oilers Kings. Zach, you're joining the show today. What do you make of this matchup on kind of the surface level? On the surface level, I love it. I mean, at this point in time, I'm not really worried about anybody that the Oilers could face in the playoffs. You know, are there some teams that, you know, you maybe are, I suppose, a little bit more concerned about? Sure. But take a look at the way the Oilers played the Kings at the end of March and early mm-hmm. April here. You know, a 2 nothing win. Uh, what was the second one? I think it was a 3-1 victory as well. You know, the Oilers played the Kings really, really hard here towards the end of the season. And I think that's really encouraging because, you know, the big narrative you're going to hear from Kings fans in the next couple of days in the next you know, until game one really is the fact, oh, well, you know, last year we didn't have guys like Drew Doughty or Victor Arvidsson. Well, hey, you know what? They were healthy in the lineup in these games in March and April, and the Kings still really couldn't muster a whole lot against Edmonton. So I'm feeling pretty comfortable, pretty confident right now. Joe is in saying good morning from Melbourne, Australia. So a little international flair in the Oilers Nation YouTube chat as well. I know we had some lag in audio for a second. Hopefully that's sorted. It's all out. Joe says it's Saturday at 4 a.m. where he has Dukes is in as well from Australia. BM, you find out it is Oilers Kings round one. And your initial reaction was what? We the best. Sure. We the best. I'm excited. Come on. I love the idea of a rematch against the Kings. Last year's series got spicy. The Oilers go into the playoffs on a roll. They're healthy right now. It's going to be a fun series. There's some hatred, some animosity built in between these two clubs, and that can only come with some playoff meetings. This is going to be fun. I can't wait for Monday. Yeah, uh, I agree. It's going to be a lot of fun. These two teams really do not like each other. You think back to those last couple of games here in the regular season, every whistle, it seemed like there was a scrum, a lot of chippiness behind the play, a lot of chirping back and forth. Uh, also, international flair, Logan is in from Munich, Bavaria. That's interesting. Bavaria doesn't sound real. I'm okay. aware of what Munich is. Maybe Bavaria, I don't know. Sounds like, remember the Bavaria is state the- in Germany. It is a German state by land area. Oh, they have states in Germany. Comprising roughly a fifth of the total land area of Germany. There you go. There you go. I've been to Bavaria. Bavaria. So you've learned that. That was big. What have you learned about this Oilers team down the stretch that gives you the confidence that they can, like they did last year, handle the LA Kings? Um, That they can win any game in any style against anyone. I think is the best way to... To describe the others in this past run, what mm-hmm. is it? I think they finished the season with points in 15 straight and wins in 14 of 15. So, yeah, I mean, LA, not to disregard what they're capable of. I think they've got a lot of good players. They're, they're a deep forward group for sure. We've kind of seen what Corpusello can be this season for them too. And also, Phoenix Coppola has really just turned his career around with LA. So, there's a lot of to be worried about on this team, but also just from an Oilers perspective, I think that the others are more than capable of handling whatever. And yeah, they can talk about like Drew Doughty not being there, Victor Alvidson not being available for them last season. But hey, Matthias Ekholm wasn't on this team last season either. We didn't have the Evan Bouchard that we have right now. Down on Nurse has taken a stride too. And even Vincent Dayane as well. I think all those goaltending with Skinner and that comparison, a bit more comfortable with with Skinner, despite maybe the numbers being in Smith's favor in some regards, but Skinner's had a great end to the season too. So yeah, my overall takeaway is just 
His team can adapt. Survival of the fittest and the Oilers are the fittest. Stuart Skinner in his final five starts this season, and this includes two games against the LA Kings. He only gave up five goals. I mean, that's pretty remarkable. And it again, he's playing at his absolute best right now. He was above a 930 in every single one of those hockey games. He's playing at his best. The team as a whole is playing at its best right now. And, you know, three weeks ago, I, I was, for lack of a better phrase, shaking in my boots a little bit at the idea of having to play that LA Kings team. But you look at the way these two sides have gone down the stretch and it's kind of just been polar opposites. Like Edmonton is red hot. They've won nine in a row for the first time in more than 20 years. LA finished the year five and five in their last 10 games. Like they are not exactly humming along at their best rate. They're not as healthy as the Edmonton Oilers right now either. So, I mean, there are a lot of things working in Edmonton's favor. Right now. I also want to correct you. You were thinking about the Kings from the first two meetings of the season. That was when there was no Vinny. Yep. Kane was hurt. Ekholm was not here. Mm-hmm. It's a different team to wind up the season than the one that started. It is. And these are also two and Zach, you brought at this point, very different teams when you compare them to last year and the best of seven. So let's start, let's start with the Oilers and kind of what's new with them compared to last year. Cause a lot of people are going to do the thing with the King talk about the Arvidsson and the Doughty and all of that. But Edmonton's also made some pretty significant roster upgrades in the last 12 months as well. Out are players like Mike Smith, Zach Cassian, yes, the Tyson Berry, Duncan Keith, Josh Archibald, Derek Broussard. Okay. When I look at that list of guys who are out, Mike Smith was impactful in that mm-hmm. series against yep. the LA Kings. No doubt. Tyson Berry and Duncan Keith were as well. Outside of that, a lot of fringe pieces. Zach Cassian was largely a non-factor. Yes, Apuliarvi was largely a non-factor. Archibald, I throw in that camp as well. Then you look at who they brought in. Ekholm, making legit impact. Stuart Skinner now, that cancels out the Mike Smith thing. Vinny DeHarnay, mean. Matthias Janmark can actually bring some offense to the bottom six, which is crazy. That second goal he scored yesterday on the short-handed breakaway was nasty. Zach, the point I'm making, I think the Oilers have brought in more impactful pieces than they've lost. Yeah, I don't even think it's a question, right? And I think at the end of the day, too, you got to look at the top of the rosters, and I would take the top of Edmonton's roster over the Kings roster any day of the week. But at the end of the day, especially in the playoffs, and I wrote about this a little bit in uh, you know my day after and, and last night when I when we found out we were going to be playing against LA, you know the Oilers actually have legitimate depth in their roster right now, and I think that's something that not a lot of people are talking about. You know, as great as Connor McDavid and Leon Drysaddle have been this year. You know, they got a lot of guys that are rolling and playing really good hockey. Gavin, I know you pointed out last night as well, like every regular oiler in the lineup has over yeah. 10 goals this year from the forward group. Like when was the last time that happened in Edmonton? Um, there's been a lot of contributions up and down this roster and you got to feel pretty good about, you know, going into this series. I don't think it's even just when was the last time that happened in Edmonton. Did that happen in the league all this season? Did any other team accomplish that? Like all yeah, 12 forwards question. got 10 or more goals. That's actually that's, a great question. I mean, the Oilers crazy. scored 325 goals this year. 325. No other team in the West even hit 300 this season in terms of scoring. So you would assume a lot of them mm. did not accomplish that. Out East, there was only one other team who hit 300 goals. It was Boston at 305. Like this Oilers team scored 20 more goals than else in the entire NHL. And that's one of the big strengths. Again, Compared to last year, last year, you didn't have a 60 goal Connor McDavid either, but bag milk, the depth of this team just leaves you so much more confident than it did a year ago. We the best. Uh-huh. Yeah. It's just, it's been really fun to see the Oilers bottom six players start to contribute with 
with goals when it mattered most last night. Like you said, Yanmark, he was on the verge. He was this close to his first career hat trick. Didn't ultimately get it, but twice. Yes. Twice. Having him scoring, Fogel picking it up, McLeod's back and healthy. Like these are good arrows for the Oilers. They're going into the playoffs on a roll. And I know that doesn't really matter. Like if you're on fire, finishing up the regular season, going into round one, but that's preferable than playing terribly. I would imagine. Yes, it is. And I'm going to have a piece coming up talking about being hot coming in to the playoffs. A bunch of people, Tyson made this point. Um, I want to give proper credit to everyone who's taking their time to comment in here as well. Um, but the electronic Jordan made the point too. Leon Drysaddle is also going to be fully healthy, hopefully for this entire series. But that wasn't the case in the final games of that last series against the LA Kings. Darnell Nurse was not healthy in that series against the LA Kings. So again, you look at the blue line for the Oilers and a fully healthy Darnell Nurse is a big difference compared to last year's series. Matias Ekholm coming in here and Evan Bouchard in his second playoff run. I think you can expect him to be even better than he was in last year's playoffs. Like So many reasons to be really, really optimistic about this Oilers team. And now we'll flip the coin. There's a lot of reasons if you were for whatever reason you'd feel the need to be an LA Kings fan. Um, you're probably also looking at your roster, comparing it to last year and going, okay, we look a lot better too because they lost Quick, who was not that good this year. It was brutal this year. Worse than Jack Campbell when you look at the stats. Brendan Lemieux, I mean, in a playoff series, sure, you'd like to have that guy, but they switched might him. might bite you. Yeah, but they switched him for Zach McEwen, Austin Wagner, Athanasiu, Stetcher, Mata. That's a lot of depth pieces. They really didn't lose an impactful piece. And then you look at who's coming in. Gavrikov, Corpusalo, McEwen, Copley, Kevin Fiala needs oh, yeah. to be added into that mix as well. He was this team's leading scorer. And then we threw Doughty and Arvidsson on there just because, again, if we're going to talk about Dreisaitl and Nurse being healthy, well, Dreisaitl and Nurse played. Doughty and Arvidsson didn't play at all. So you look at this Kings team, and the goaltending looks a lot more solid than it was a year ago, even though Quick was fine in the playoffs. The blue line looks a lot better. A guy like Sean Walker is healthy as well. Walker, Fiala, Arvidsson, Doughty, Gavrikov. Man, this Kings team is, again, not on the level of the Oilers. I'm not saying that. But it's reasonable to expect they could put up a better push than they did last year when they took the Oilers to seven. Like, this is going to be a long series. Yeah, I mean, I, I think it'll go six. My prediction last night on After Dark was it'll go six, but the Oilers never won't have the lead in the series. Hmm. So that means it would be 2-1, 3-1, 3-2. Zach, you're hemming and hawing. Do you think there's a chance this is a quick series? I Yeah. Really? I do. I, I, do. I, I, I really have never felt this good about the Edmonton Oilers in my lifetime, about the way this team looks, the way this team is playing right now. Um, I was chatting with one of our, our prospects, writers, Bruce Kurlock, this morning. We went out for breakfast. He was in town. And, and I was kind of telling him, I was like, you know, I'm like I said earlier, I'm not worried about anybody in the playoffs right now. Like you look at the way this Oilers team played, especially the last, you know, 10 or 15 games. They just dominated basically everybody that they played against. At no point did it feel like the Oilers were at risk of really seriously blowing or losing any of these games as of late. And again, the way that the Oilers played the Kings at the end of the season is what's giving me the utmost confidence in this club. Um, of course, it's the playoffs and anything can happen. But, you know, I think game one is going to be the most important for this Oilers team to come out and really set the tempo for this this playoff run. Because last year, you know, if we remember game one, the Oilers lost on home ice, yeah. not only to L.A., but to 
uh, Calgary as well, right? And they didn't play very great games. So they're going to need to find a way to come out, you know, feeling really good on Monday and, and bring some energy because I really do feel good about them being able to handle this LA Kings team. Uh, with with some ease. To me, the Oilers need to handle their emotions. Like you said, game one, Rogers plays is going to be popping on Monday. Mm-hmm. So they need to handle their emotions, play their game, play the way they did down the stretch, and they're going to be fine. They showed the Kings that if they want to play that terrible trap style game, the Oilers can figure it out. If you want to run and gun, they'll be happy to do that too. They just have to play their game. Duke says that it'll be a six-game series. Ray-Ban Man says Oilers in five. Rusty says Oilers in five. Joel says Oilers' depth will propel them and make sure this doesn't go anything more than five games. Brad says Oilers in six as well. So a lot of you are feeling really optimistic. I, I would say Oilers in six as well would probably be, probably be my official prediction. Like, again, I just my jaw wouldn't be on the floor if, if this thing finds a way to go seven games because, again, the Oilers are better. But you look at what this LA team does best, and it's they grind you down. Again, they seem to get away with a lot whenever the Oilers play them. Deneau and Kopitar seem to be able to, even Arvidsson is like a sneaky little dirty player. We know he gets under Leon Dreisaitl's skin really well. Like They do a lot of things well that might just stifle the Oilers sometimes. And we've seen Jonas Corpusalo have games where he can stop 46, 47 shots. So... I don't know. I think it's going to be really, really tough, but I'm loving all the optimism we're seeing in the chat. It's going to be a fun series because also the thing is the last two games that the Oilers played against the Kings, they bullied that LA team. Yeah, they, did. they ran them around. So if LA wants to get physical, let's do it. Let's dance because the Oilers have got some big boys that are not going to be shy about that kind of shenanigans. There was only one series last year that went less than six games in the first round. That was Colorado Nashville. A waste of eight days that was for uh, our friends in Nashville. That's right. Yeah. For once. So Matthias Ekholm, revenge tour. True. Right? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Come on. <laughs> Just looking at kind of what, what the goaltending was like last year for the Edmonton Oilers in that season. Uh, Mike Smith, first game allowed four goals on 35 shots and 886. Responded with a shutout in game two. Game three, he had a 957 in a winning effort. Game four was a 933 in a losing effort. Um, and then game five, eight, 84 game, six, nine, 38 game seven, wasn't even 1000 because again, he had a shutout. So, I mean, maybe the goaltending thing, you know, Mike Smith did have two shutouts in the last series. And I remember that another thing, and as we, as a collective fan base go through more playoff runs, I'm interested to see how we handle losses this time around. It was depressing. I remember thinking the world had ended when the others lost games. Could be the exact same thing though. I know we live and die with this team. We're all fired up. We just had our playoff meeting just right before we started this show. You know, we're going to be upset. (laughs) We're going to be mad. We're going to be throwing things in the main office. The way it goes playoffs, baby. Yeah. We're like, we're, we are emotional fans. We are an emotional fan base. Right. And we, well, wear our hearts on our sleeves. If you're going to pretend that I'm unbiased going into this series, I'm going to be raging. If any game, any shift, any period, Liam, let's go. Stock up on your bananas, people. See, and I think we can look back at last year. Like, if they were to lose game one this year. I don't believe you for a second, mister. They're out of the playoffs at American Thanksgiving. (laughs) That's uh, Josh for a second. Josh is in and says, something to be said for the experience gained from last year's run. Should see calmer and more focused play from the boys. And I I think that's a decent point, too. We do see a lot of times in the NHL, these teams that kind of need to go. Get bounced early a couple times. They go on their first run, and there always seems to be 
a buildup for teams, right? You got to learn what it takes, right? You think of what was Nathan McKinnon saying the year before the Avs won the Stanley Cup when they got bounced? He was like, I'm sick of this shit, blah, blah, blah. They lost to Vegas, I think, too. So, I mean, I think the Oilers had their learning run and now it's time to kind of take that next step. Yeah, and I think last year was a good sign of taking that next step, right? You know, we all remember what happened against Winnipeg, what happened against Chicago. You know, for the Oilers to really do what they did in the playoffs last year, yeah, sure, it was an unceremonious exit against the Colorado Avalanche in the conference finals. But I mean, shit, they made it to the conference finals, right? Like, they they went on a deep run in the playoffs. And I think it's, like you said, it's only going to help this team further because, you know, everybody's a year older. That's something that they always try and talk about, too. You know, Connor and Leon are more veterans than they were last year. So, yeah, it's going to be really fascinating to see what happens. I think the nerves will be gone. Like, nerves will be in one, but I think we just kind of address them. But then it won't be there as big. Like, was it Trevor Moore scored the first goal of the series? Mm-hmm. I remember when he scored that goal, and I was like, oh, man, is this what's going to happen again? Because you have the demons of Winnipeg and Chicago and whoever else was in there, too. And then I just don't feel the Oilers go down in a game it'll ever be like shit you know like they'll be a bit more composed there's more veteran players in the team that i think they'll be fine but it's gonna be exciting i just i'm it's gonna be fun excited. i love the playoffs mm. i love the city's gonna be buzzing too it's gonna be great it's gonna be epic i'm excited for greta yeah greta playoff parties games. at greta on the away games yes the playoffs are coming to greta games three games four if necessary six we'll be partying it up down to friends at greta and you're going to want to make vacation on game days as well by going to greer.com. We are going to be closing that place, even if it's a weekday. Can I make that promise? We'll be partying at Greta. It's going to be a good time. Last year, our playoff parties were very good. And this year, right, we're going to be selling nation gear there. I think we'll have some stickers as well. So you won't want to miss them. Do you know the best thing about this is... Now that the Oilers have the almost advantage for the first round, at least, I guess, possibly round two, whatever it is, the games will be on the weekend. The road games will be on the weekend for us, so we can have a nice, mild game one, game two, go to the games, and then eat a game mm-hmm. four Friday night. What was it? Game four Sunday. Game yeah, three game on the three Friday. Friday. So that'll be nice. Yep. Nothing says mild like a home playoff game. Well, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I'm uh, sure yeah. nobody's going to be drinking on that Monday yeah. Wednesday. Uh, road, I would never. No. Road playoff games. We are going to Greta and you won't want to miss it. We are going to have some really good party. Vince says, car flags up. It is about that time. Scott Roney wants to know when the playoff schedule will be released. I think we kind of know it in general for the Oilers. I wouldn't be surprised, though, if it's Monday, Wednesday, Friday, Sunday, and then if they schedule in every series, you two day break mm-hmm. so one two three four i wouldn't be surprised monday tuesday and then the next wins uh, for game five because again they like to kind of do that uh vince says do you her alex says he's ironing his car flags now making sure they're yep. nice and crisp no creases yeah i got the creases out is a good idea also yep. light gold today is 100 and oh no where'd it go 153 153 <laughs> I can remember who was one for how many points McDavid has historic season. We got to recognize it. Why not? So we're currently at 78 with 319 watching. So let's crank it up people. All right. Giddy up. Giddy up. Uh, 
Oilers Kings, one of the series in the West. We know that the Vegas Golden Knights are going to be taking on the Winnipeg Jets. As we get a look at right now, these are how the matchups sit. You can flash them up there. Dallas, Seattle. If Colorado wins tonight, though, they will leapfrog Dallas, and then it'll be Colorado against Seattle and Dallas versus Mini. But I want to talk about Vegas, Winnipeg for a second. I don't know if that's a good matchup for the Vegas Golden Knights. I think they can grind them down. I think Winnipeg has the edge between the pipes as well. I think Winnipeg's blue line with a guy like Josh Morrissey, the gap isn't huge between them and Vegas. Zach, I think Vegas needs to be on upset watch. Yeah, absolutely. Like Winnipeg was one of the teams that like would concern me a little bit if the Oilers were playing them in the first round and largely because of the fact that they have a guy named Connor Hellebuck between the pipes. You know, we saw what he did against the Oilers a couple of years ago. Um, you know, he really shut the door on us. And mm-hmm. I think he's a great goaltender who's playing some good hockey as of late. You know, this Winnipeg team as a whole is kind of one, right? You know, they've had quite a season this year. Um, but in the playoffs, I mean, they've got very talented players. And if they decide to take Nick Ehlers off the third line and take the leash off yeah. him a little bit, um, you know, I would watch out for that team for sure. Yeah. I just hope those two teams beat the shit out of each other. That's what I'm hoping for. It's going to be a tough series for like, we know what Hellebuck can do. We saw it firsthand and going up again, who's Vegas's goalie. LB. I don't like that matchup in net for for all new. So go with the revenge narrative. However, because you could play in a peg, right? That's true. And I just, I think that series is going to be really tough for Vegas to come out of. I think no matter what happens in that one, it's going to be a long one. Yeah, I think that's going to be a grinded out. Those two teams have a history of meeting in the playoffs as well. They don't like each other at all. I wonder about Mark Stone too. Like, are they going to get him back? If they do get him back, what kind of player we is he know he's coming be? back? I don't know. I'm not a hundred percent on it. Like, I think that back issue is like legitimately a problem. He just started. I hundred percent believe that, but game one is going to come up on Tuesday or whatever it is. And there's Mark Stone. Well, I mean, look at, look at Landeskog last year. Look what he yeah. played through with his knee injury and he still put up like 11 goals in 20 mm-hmm. games in the playoffs. Right. Yeah. It's a good point. He played through that and found a way to be productive. They won't have Gabe Landeskog this year on uh, the side of the Western conference bracket. Uh, Dallas, Colorado, Mini, and Seattle will make up those four teams. No Landeskog for the Avs is such a big loss for them. Huge like, loss. It's one of those things where throughout the regular season with Colorado, it just like, oh, you, you once they're healthy, they'll be back to their like old juggernaut ways. And now you're at the point where it's like, oh, there's actually no guarantee they're going to be healthy. Like, just keep assuming it. So I won Colorado is going to look early in that playoffs. It's a team that obviously has played a lot of hockey and now doesn't have. Compared to last year's run, no Landeskog, no Kadri, no Burakovsky. Who's their matchup though currently today? Right now it'd be Mini. That's if, tough. That's a that's tough a out. Hard, that, that is a tough out. If they win Seattle, easier out. Easier out. I I don't know, man. That's like I I was high on Seattle in the preseason. Pat myself on the back moment. Mm-hmm. Good work. Hold them as a playoff team this year. So I earned the brownie points on that one. I think Seattle and Minnesota could be hard outs because again, you know, you look at playoffs scoring typically goes down a little bit. The teams that can play stronger defensive hockey usually have a better chance of going for and Seattle and Minnesota are solid, strong defensive hockey teams. Um, I mean, you never know what can happen, right? Also in the, once the playoffs start, it's, it's a different season. It's a crap shoot. Absolutely. One other thing. 
Philip Grubauer revenge tour. There you go. Sure. I wonder what they'll do between the pipes. Like they're basically choosing between two guys with save percentages in like the eight eighties or eight. Like, damn, these teams, these two guys are having a mid off right now. They are having a mid off. <laughs> yes. Well, Grubauer got played by me. Like for yeah, Seattle. I think in terms it, well, of just where they were at. Martin Jones is currently day to day, so it's Joey DeCord who's been playing for them as a backup too. Mm. Uh, people in the chat, some of our friends down in Calgary are saying, "Hey, why why aren't we going to Greta in Calgary? Why, why not? I would. While we're partying it up at the Greta in Edmonton, if we saw like a bunch of pictures of people, nation citizens, people watching the show at the Greta in downtown Calgary having a party, rocking in there, having a good time, I love a good really time. Cool. There were some people in the after dark chat." chat yesterday too talking about going to Greta Vancouver. Sure. Make Pack all the Greta. Go. Go. Wear your Oilers jersey here. and tag us. Yeah, we'll we, come up with some kind of contesting if you guys do that. If you're in Calgary or if you're in Vancouver and you go to Greta's there, send us some photos. We'll come up with some kind of draw or something where you can win some prizes. Yeah. I, I'm sure Jay would approve this, but if we get enough people to like send us pictures of you at Greta, maybe we'll give away like playoff tees or something or stickers. We'll send stickers. Yeah, we'll figure something out for sure. Just get down to Greta. Have yep. a good time. Post us your Mario Kart scores. Yeah. Challenge has been tabled. The uh, people are asking us to set it up. No need. Those bars won't be busy because Calgary don't make the playoffs. So they won't be hosting a one. They need ball. a new arena. Mackenzie Weaker <laughs> yes. quoted. As there are some game. good quotes that came out yeah. of there today. Good <laughs> quotes. Also, Tyler Toffoli said he's still going to think about his future with one year left on his deal. So so did Lindholm. And, yeah. Big stuff coming out. Backlund said he wants to win. So maybe we'll get him. Playoff Roundtable today is brought to you by our friends at Star Mechanical. You can check them out online, starmechanical.ca. Edmonton's number one new home plumbing installer. That's right. 888 8873 They offer 24-7 emergency service, starmechanical.ca. Let's uh, quickly, since we're doing our Playoff Roundtable, let's look out east where every matchup is set. You got Carolina taking on the New York Islanders. New Jersey, New York. Battle of the Hudson River. Love that. That is unbelievable. That's great. Boston taking on Florida. Florida, one of the only teams to beat the Bruins twice this year. Oh, Toronto taking on Tampa. That one seems do you like not a- like that goaltending matchup for Toronto. No, I do not. Um, Vasilevsky in the playoffs, scary. But the Bolts just four and six in their last ten coming into the playoffs. The Leafs seven one and two. Yep. I actually think the Leafs get through the first round this year. I do too. I I'm interested to see what the betting lines will be. I know Liam, you're shaking your head. Never bet against the Bolts. <laughs> That's kind of my philosophy, and also never bet for the Leafs to make out the first round. I mean, the, the, the trend is there, like, but it's kind of like walking up to a roulette table and it's been red like eight straight times. You go bet black. I saw you do that in Vegas, and it didn't work. Gambler's <laughs> fallacy is what that is. Um, the Hudson River was that the one where the plane crashed into it? I never knew that was what yes. divided. Yeah, oh, interesting. Captain Sally, Sully, Sully. Yeah, good movie, Sully. Uh, sorry, yes. You know, I saw a TikTok the other day that actually showed somebody did like a flight simulation. Yeah, he could have landed. He could have landed that thing back at the airport. Figured out Tom Hanks. I know. Like, what are you doing, Tommy? Is there one of those lower seeds? Like, do you give the Islanders a shot at beating the Canes, Zach? Yeah, Yeah, you do? I think that's where I was. Is it just Sorokin? It's Sorokin and the fact that Carolina's offense has gone to shit without Svechnikov. You look at their splits with and without Andre, it's been pretty significant. I, I think the I think the Islanders have won there. Give me the Florida Panthers over the Boston. I would Bruins. love it. Give me the Panthers, baby. I, I would but like I, this shit happens, man. It Remember happens. Tampa got fucking like whacked by Columbus. I, yep. I bet you we could get the Panthers to win that series at like plus two fifty. 
I would Probably. not be surprised. I think it'll be a juicy line. I like the Devils over the Rangers as well. I think the Rangers are complete frauds. Really? Yep. The Rangers. Why? Yeah. I think they're, they are a little overrated. I won't. I wouldn't go as far as calling. See, them I don't frauds. think they're overrated at all, man. Just, just, I think. I think the only the way maybe. the only way the Rangers get out of the first round is if Shesterkin shuts the door, which is entirely possible. Their top nine is sick. Their blue line's good and mobile. They did it last year and went on a run. I don't. I don't know why you don't like the Rangers. I'm, because their top two offensive lines are terrible at driving play offensively. That's a big thing for me. You look at them. There's a bunch of good players there, but the underlying numbers for them have not been great since the trade deadline. I just don't buy into the hype of what the Rangers are. And yeah, they had a good playoffs last year, but I don't know, man. I just don't buy into it. I'm looking at Betway, and I'm looking at getting. The New York Rangers to win this series 4-3 game seven at plus 450. Uh, you were talking about Bruins and Panthers. Betway, plus 260 for the Panthers to win, plus 750 for the Panthers to win in seven. Interesting. Yep. Give me the Panthers. You can get the series. Panthers at plus 125 just to force a game seven. Plus what? Sorry? Plus 125 for it, or sorry, plus 250 for it to go seven, or you could take the Panthers plus a game and a half at plus one. The Panthers get the peas, sorry, get yeah, some goaltending. It's doable. It, it can happen. Who will be between the pipes? I think it'll be Alex Lyon. Oh, yeah. Are you, you lying? Know, <laughs> why? You, you know are. what was great was <laughs> when Florida. <laughs> They put Lion in the graphic. Yeah, Mike McKenna pointed that Did out. He? To me. Yeah, yeah, that was. I thought that was really just a, a good gesture for guys who played what fifteen games tops. Yeah, Jets Golden Knights. The Winnipeg Jets are plus one forty to win that series. Oh yeah, that's easy money. I don't hate that. I don't hate that. Uh, before I have it pulled up on Betway, but I'm going to ask you guys: if you were setting the line, what would the Oilers be just to outright win this series? What do you think? Minus one eighty. Yeah, I was going to say like minus 175. I minus 150. Oilers are minus 250 favorites against the LA Kings. And uh, if you want the Oilers minus a game and a half, meaning they'd have to win it in six or earlier, minus 125. So not a ton of value there on Betway betting on the Edmonton Oilers in this series. But what I will say, and it worked last year, wait till after game one and a few of these. Sometimes the price will really shift. We've seen game one. It matters because you put one in the win column, but series can turn around very quickly. Uh, when I'm betting on series, I always like to just kind of wait back until the end of the end of the first game just to see where everyone's at. Well, you look what happened to the Oilers last year, right? Lost game ones against L.A. and Calgary yep. came back to win in pretty significant fashion both times in Colorado. Yep. Yeah, they did yeah. this Colorado as well, Liam. Uh, almost 350 people watching on the Oilers Nation YouTube. If you haven't hit the subscribe button yet, please do so. I'd love to see that number tick up during the show. Also, like button. Christopher Palmer, he's embarrassed. Only 32% of people watching the stream have hit the like button. We're trying to get to 153 for today's show. So hammer the like button if you're watching on the Oilers Nation YouTube. Um, let's do a fun little thing here. Let's all be optimistic about the Oilers. Hmm. In a way, this will be predicting the playoffs. Give me the Oilers' path to the cup final. Who are they going to have to go through and who will they play in the cup final? Liam? Aaron, can we get the graphic up for the stand-ins there? Okay, so to play, sorry, to get to the cup final, who yeah. will they play? I think, obviously, LA. Yes, good, um, good, good point. So then, Huge if true. Noted. I do think Vegas will probably get through, ultimately. I, don't, I feel like we underestimate them a lot, and here they are as a number one seed in the West. So I'll say Vegas, 
So they'll beat Vegas. And then I think, I think Dallas. I think it'll be Dallas in the Western Conference Finals. And then if they beat Dallas, I think they will play. Uh, who's over there? I think it'll be. I think it'll be the Rangers. Everyone knows therapy is great for solving problems, but getting therapy has its own problems too, like finding the right therapist, fitting into their schedule, and of course, the cost. Well, BetterHelp can solve those problems. It's totally online and built around your schedule. It's surprisingly affordable too. Connect with a credentialed therapist by phone, video, or online chat, all from the comfort of your home. Visit BetterHelp.com to learn more and save 10% on your first month. That's BetterHelp, H-E-L-P. Burroughs Furniture is built for the way you live. From ensuring easy assembly and disassembly to honoring highly requested new colors for their award-winning seating, they always have their customers in mind. Their modular seating is made out of durable materials to last and grow with you. And with Burrow, you always get fast, free shipping. Get up to 60% off during Burrow's Memorial Day sale at burrow.com slash ACAST. That's burrow.com slash ACAST. Burrow.com slash ACAST. Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else, even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. Zach? 16-0, and 0, baby. Okay. What's the bracket? Yeah, who are going to play? Know the, I don't know the bracket well, signed. It's on how does side. it change? It doesn't. So the They're going to play one of Vegas or Winnipeg. Who do you think it'll be? Yeah. Okay, so they'll play Winnipeg. Okay, they'll play one of the teams listed on the right side. I'm going to go with Dallas. And who do you think they know? Oh, man, that's a great question. Who's going to come out of the East? I'm going to go with Tampa Bay. Oh, my. Ooh, Five in a row? That'd be, that'd be crazy. Golden State Warriors type stuff. Yeah. Uh, APOC says they'll go LA, Vegas, Colorado, Boston. Davin says Kings, then the Jets, then the Minnesota Wild. Egan says then Dallas, then Boston. Uh, Twisted 89, our boy said LA, then Winnipeg, Dallas, then the Devils. BM, give me your route to the finals. This is the cup of destiny. Oh, I know where you're going. One. The Oilers beat the Los Angeles Kings in round one. Two, no cup has ever come without running through Winnipeg. They are going through Winnipeg. They are going to avenge last year's Western Conference final loss against the Colorado Avalanche. And in the finals, they are going to beat the Carolina Hurricanes. Wow. That would be something. I liked what... um was it you that said it yesterday that they Nugent Hopkins has to be Evelyn? That was Wanya. That, that was Wanya, yeah. yeah. And Justin Schultz. Never yes. forget Justin Schultz. <laughs> Last we forget. Yeah. How about forget. Adam Lawson ringing one off the ball last night, too, when he was yeah. 2 1 Vegas? That would have been awesome, but wasn't meant to be. We're getting LA, not Winnipeg. Joey, the backup optimist, says we're getting the Jets, then the Wild, then the Leafs. This country would be on fire. Oilers Leafs final, that'd be something. What is it that makes you guys believe the Leafs can get out the first round this year? Just they're flat out due. Yeah. And I think the Bolts are tired and they're hurt. I just, I think at some point going to all those cup finals will catch up to you. And I know I've been wrong about that in the past, but I just, 
I don't know, man. At some point, they'll lay an egg. Yeah. I just think that Toronto's a, they're a good team. Mm-hmm. They're a really good team. They've got plenty of weapons up front. My concern against not just Tampa, any opponent for them in the playoffs is their goaltending. Yep. Yep. Like there's a very real situation where even if Tampa doesn't play their best, Vasilevsky steals the series anyway. And that's why I think Tampa Bay can win. Yeah. I mean, also though, let's look at how Ilya Samsonov's done over his last five starts. He has been good. He's only allowed six goals in his last five starts. He just stopped 45 of 46 against the Florida Panthers last time out. Ilya Samsonov on the year has better numbers than Stuart Skinner. He's a good goalie. Playoffs are just a different animal. And that's the same thing for Stu here. Yeah, 100%. But just playoffs are a different animal. And Tampa's been there before. Four years in a row. What else do we got going on in here? People predicting the way it'll go. Dave is in and says Winnipeg, Dallas, Boston. I am going to go Winnipeg as well. I think they'll find a way to beat the Vegas Golden Knights. I think it'll be a tight series, though. In the conference finals... I am really torn because I think three of those teams are very evenly matched, but I'm going to agree with you and do Dallas, Liam. And I mean, you can tell we do the show together every day. I got the Rangers going to the cup final. It was my preseason pick Oilers Rangers in the cup final. I very much like Ilya Shesterkin in that matchup. I look at their forward group and I go, man, they got three lines where there's a star and a guy who's been on a long playoff run, at least in their top six as well on every line, like Tarasenko proven playoff performer and proven playoff performer. Their blue line, I think, is really solid as well. It's mobile. They have guys who aren't afraid to play physical. They don't shy away from that side of the game. I'm going with the Rangers in the cup final. We're 10 likes away from our like goal as well. So before we wrap things up, we'd love to get at 153 for the like goal. Moving towards the end of today's show, the Stanley Cup playoffs are set. One more Oilers thing I want to throw you guys away. How big of an impact, or that's not the way I want to phrase this question. Is there a chance Matthias Ekholm is the key to this Oilers blue line being better than it was last year? Like you look at it, 75 career playoff games. Is there a chance? For the guy. You, like is it a lock? Is. is it even a dumb question? Yeah. Because I think there's an argument that a healthy Darnell Nurse finding his kind of Canadian division year form and all that is up there. But it's 100%, Ekholm. But like to me, it's having Ekholm in lets Darnell Nurse know he doesn't have to do everything. You just bring his minutes down. The pressure is down on Darnell Nurse. And that's all because Matias Ekholm is here as the one of those two is going over the boards in any situation. I feel pretty good about that. Right. So yes, Matias Ekholm is the straw that stirs the drink defensively. I said Ilya Shesterkin. It's Igor Shesterkin. Anyways, Zach, does Ekholm hold the keys to a good Oilers blue line in the playoffs? Or is there someone else we need to give some love to? Yeah, I think Matias Ekholm is going to be a major key, but I also think Evan Bouchard is as well. Yep. I mean, I think you look at the way that his plays improved down the stretch here. Um, you know, he produced like 19 points in the last 20 games of the season. That's some tremendous output from Bouchard. Uh, he's playing some bigger minutes. He's looking great doing so. Uh, but yeah, Ekholm is absolutely going to be the key. He's going to be as important to this team as Chris Pronger was in 0506. So. Uh, it's going to be really interesting to see the way that uh, he shows up to play because he's a guy who's been there uh, and, and and gone on long playoff runs before. Liam? I'll just go a different approach to mix things up. I, I think the, the kid should be the parent of nurses because while Bard and Ekholm will get the points and kind of the glory of it all, but I think Nurse will get the tough matchups defensively. And I think in this series against LA, that's what's going to really be critical is locking down the top guys of Kopitar and Kempe, whoever else it may be. And 
going from there. So I think if we can get those two to be rock solid again, like they were last playoffs, then we'll be good to go. If you uh, want a little bit of preview stuff, keep your eyes peeled wherever you get your podcast from later this afternoon. We'll have a new episode of Oilers Nation Radio as well. Monday, we're taking the show on the road for a Sherwood Ford Giant Game Day edition of the show. That is going to be a lot of fun. And yeah, we'll get the chance to see Matisse Eckholm play playoff hockey on Monday. It's He's one of the guys I am just beyond excited. Playoff beard's, playoff beard's already in great shape from two. Yeah, I mean, that guy lives his life every day. Like it's the playoffs simply because of the beard, you know, big Swedish daddy, big Swedish daddy. Sure. Skinner is a winner, says Joey. Yeah. Skinner is another guy who I think if you're ranking like level of importance, he's on won in junior. Did he not? He did. He's won pretty much at every level. Who is it? The pro ranks. Stuart Skinner. He's won everywhere. He so? won at Southside. He won at Swift. I think it was. And then he won in Bakersfield, that Colby deal where they won like the divisional playoff thing or whatever that yeah. was. Let's go, Stu. He's got the mentality. I believe in you. <laughs> Twisted. Vinny reminds me a lot of Chara. What characteristics specifically? Oh, yeah, they're both absolute giants. Uh, Chemo, Ekholm, sexy man. What a beautiful pickup this year. Go Kenny. Mm. Sure. Absolutely. BJ says the size they added on D has made a big difference. That's something you've pointed out before in your articles, Liam, is that Holland loves to go out and get those big D men. Um, it just adds a different layer. Yep. Like the guys he's brought in have been huge. Mm-hmm. Vinny Dearnay, I called him up. Uh, Big Jugs. Bukestad is just monstrous. He looks like a pterodactyl out there. Ekholm, big. Kane, obviously coming back from injury, big. Clean Costin, big. Big. It's a lot of big bodies they've added into the mix here. I'm excited to see Clean in the playoffs too. Uh, we're going to keep previewing He's this thing. got a chance to be an absolute menace in the playoffs. Yeah. I a little bit of rat in his game? Come yeah. on, I love that. I wonder how much they'll play him, but Right, like down there, like we've oh, seen some games where he really slips, but yeah, uh, twelve and six or eleven and seven. I think they're going twelve and six just because they have so many quality forwards. On oh, on a home ice, I think I'll go twelve and six on the road. I think it'll be eleven. And Who seven. do you sit? Clean, probably clean. Maybe even Derek Ryan too. To be honest, mm. who do you? What do you do? I, oh man, that's tough. Like I, I really think the. Others who did as an eleven and seven team, I think is it. I think it makes it also tougher on the opponents, especially on the road. I really like that suggestion, actually, Liam, of going twelve and six at home and eleven and seven on the road. Matchup nightmare either way. I think for for opposing teams, but for me, I'm I'm sticking with the eleven seven. Yeah, and what would you do? Twelve and six or eleven and seven? I like eleven and seven because it gives you opportunity. I'll put that at the same point. Like if Woodcroft wants to bench guys and play them limited minutes, he's just going to do it anyway. So that's going to be my take too, is I don't think even if Broberg's on the bench, they're going to trust him with anything. So like, why do you want Philip Broberg there to what play three minutes a game or something like that? So I would go almost in a way, 11 and six, if necessary, if the game's going good and you can just run 12 and six and keep everyone fresh rolling over the boards, then hell yeah, keep that up, keep rolling with it. But if there's a situation where Kleem's not bringing it or you can't trust him, he's taking a bad penalty. Derek Ryan isn't moving. Warren Fogle that isn't engaged physically. It's so easy to move Ryan McLeod to the wing, adjust your lines, and you're basically running 11. All those guys are playing good hockey right now. I think everybody's going to be fired up to go. Yeah, move Yamamoto out and run five forwards in the top six instead of six and have that rotation going. I think Jay Woodcroft has done a really good job throughout the season of playing a lot of guys with different line mates, and everyone should be relatively comfortable. Jack Adams, no? I don't think think it should be a finalist. You don't think that Woody gets a Jack Adams, no? We talked about this on the show. The other day when Liam and I did our awards ballots and the Jack Adams always has this thing where 
you need like an element of surprise to be like a Jack Adams candidate, right? Like, oh, no one saw this coming to Montgomery and the Bruins. Oh, no one saw Bruce Cassidy turning around the Golden Knights like this. Like, I, I don't know if Woody has that. I agree. I think he's been one of the best three coaches in the NHL this year, but I don't know if his reputation will get him both. He's got one of the best winning percentages since he's been bumped up. Yes. I think if the Oilers won the West last night, he would have been a nominee. Mm. I think that would have been a difference. I think a little bit. There's got to be some credibility to it, to winning it. I think that's why maybe Peter DeBoer might be a nominee too. Yeah. But there's honestly a lot of candidates. Is he actually a boar? I believe so, yeah. Yeah, Yeah, price for that. uh, He's a feral hog. (laughs) Feral hogs everywhere. All right. uh, The previewing won't stop here around Oilers Nation, so make sure you keep it locked on the YouTube. Hit that subscribe button. This has been our pre-playoff roundtable brought to you by Star Mechanical. You can find out more about them at starmechanical.ca. Oilers Kings. Hey, AMA Travel. We'll chat. We'll chat. If you want to, uh, maybe plan something for the playoffs. amatravel.ca. That is where you can find out more. Shout out to Betway, 19+. plus. Please play it responsibly. Short for the Giant. Big short for the Giant game day edition of the show coming on Monday. I love that we only got to wait a couple more days to get to playoff hockey. No big gap. Starting on Monday, the vibes are good. Sportscloset.ca. Get geared up for the playoffs. They also carry nation gear in store. So if you want to check out some hats, some shirts, some hoodies, they got a ton loaded up. So find them, St. Albert Mall, Kingsway Mall, and Short Park Mall as well. Thanks for tuning in. Hit the like button before you go, boys. Thanks for hopping in on a little roundtable. You're welcome. Happy to have joined. Sure, PM. Thanks for tuning in, everybody. We'll be back on Monday when it's playoff time.